We don't have a whole lot of talk in this one. We don't have a whole lot of talk in this one. We don't have a whole lot of talk in this one. No, we don't. Um, just a little talk in this one. Smidgen. I only have one note up there. Hmm. Uh, but then we also have the contest part two that I want to go over. I'm going to do an official announcement, but you can consider this an announcement if you want. But there will be a very clear, as clear as I can make it, announcement coming out this same day. I don't know if that'll come out first or if the podcast will come out first. I think I think the podcast will come out first and then I'll, do, I'll have the separate video talking about the contest. Yeah, so hopefully there will be zero confusion after that. Yeah, and... I will do my best to alleviate all confusion. And then the note up there says quantity over quality. Uh, yeah. With an arrow from quantity that says, mm-hmm. throw away all of it mm-hmm. underneath. Yeah, throw away all of it. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with the contest. I'm just going to well, go real some, quick. Another thing we were going to talk about. Oh, the investing stuff? Yeah. All just, right. Just briefly. Yeah, we can talk about what we've done. Um, there, we, we started an investing club, my mm-hmm. brothers and I, and all three of us are... Well, one is about to be married. So two of the three of us, Del, me, is married to Vera. Dan is married to Melissa. Mm -hmm. And Jeff is going to be married to Alexis. And the three of us, the brothers primarily, um, are doing this investing club where we're putting each $100 a month into it. But we'll talk a little bit more about that. I think we'll have that for the third topic. Mm -hmm. And I don't have anything else besides those. Me neither. Okay. Uh, I'll start with the contest then and go over my what I've got my notes here. I'll just, I'll, I'll show you here. There you go. I don't know if you can see any of that. It doesn't really seem like it. <laughs> but what that says is 900 or less. That's the word count. Okay. 900 words or less. Yes. 900 words or less. That is the goal. That's I know some limit. people had a hard time reaching 9,000, uh, keeping it under 1,000. Well, I've uh, put the screws on you even harder this and time. And what does that mean, 900 words or less? How do you def- determine whether or not that's, something um, so is 900 words or less? That's a great question because there were some people that had some some difficulty with this. Um, I am going to open your document in Google Documents. I am going to then, the very next thing that I'm going to do is hit word count. I'm not going to highlight the story alone. I'm not going to highlight only the story sections. So every single thing in your document, 100% of what appears in your document will count against your word count. If you put your name in there, that's going to count against your word count. If you put the title in there, that's going to count your against your word count. So if you have the Twilight Darkness at the Shipyard of Doom by Robert L. Brackensworth, that's probably about 15 of your words right there, and that will count against you. I'm not going to just skip that and then go, oh, that's, no, 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 that's that's not part of the story. I No, I, I don't know how else to say this. Every single word in your document counts against your word count. If you have headers on there, it's going to count against it. Footers, too. Footers. Anything that you have in that document that shows up when I do a word count is going to count against you. Do page numbers count? I don't think so, but if they do, that's counting against you. Hmm. The, the the aim here is for you to just put the story in there. If you want to throw a bunch of extra stuff in there, okay, but it's, it's going to hurt your word count pool that you have to pull from. Um, it's as simple as that. 
And I would advise, as I did to the people in, in, in round one, to go under that 900 by about 20 or more words so that you have ample room to be, you've got that nice little cushion to be safe there. And, and if you can't find 20 words to cut out of a 900 word thing, something's very wrong. Very, very wrong. There, there's almost no way that you, anybody that isn't part of this contest, I mean, no offense here, but myself included, not one of us, and I'm I'm the, the, the king of this, the, the, the shit pile here, is so good at writing that I could get uh, just the most pristine 900 words down that just, if if one of them, if 20 of them were to be cut, it would just fall to complete, it would, it would just be unlegible. That's not, I, I can't write that well. I wish I could. I have a question. You keep referring to us, those who are a part of the podcast, or sorry, not podcast, but the, the contest. Mm -hmm. Who is a part of the contest? I don't have all of your names right here, but in the past... Who's not allowed? In this part of the contest. Anybody that I haven't done a critique on. But I have done some critiques in the past, like months ago. Those are not, you're not part of the contest. Um, I'll, I'll pull up the, the, the names here. Okay, so only people that were a part of the first phase? Only people that were part of the first phase and had their story read and critiqued, yes. Okay. Um, I'll be going, I'm not going to pull it up now. I'll save that for the official uh announcement video but i will go over i'll have a link with you i'll have your name and a link to the critique video that i did all the way down i mean that it's there's i think i think it's eight or nine individuals i believe it's nine and they should know who they are they should they should know at this point yeah, yeah because i've i've done critiques and i believe every single person has commented on the critique that i've done as of this recording there's only one that hasn't as as we're recording this probably not when i forget when i have it released I think it's Sunday? Saturday, so it should have come out yesterday. Okay. Is the last of the critiques that I did, mm. and I, that one is called The Thousandth Sun. And mm. that that story, about six, seven minutes long, as well as their critique that follows afterwards, like I did all the others, has gone up at this point as of you're watching this now, and that is the last one to be a part of the contest. Anybody else, it's not in it. And if I get an email for, oh, here's my story for part two, and you're not one of those people, I'm just going to delete it. I'm not even going to read it. I'm just going to, yeah, I don't know who you are. Bloop, bleep, gone. It's as simple as that. Um, the next part of this, after the word count, is it cannot be 40K related. Not only that, but it cannot be any other fan fiction related. This needs to be 100% original. There was at least one person that had pulled something from some some other thing that they'd written. And I even said, that's okay if you can tweak it and if you can make it work with behind the door theme, go ahead, then, then fine. This, that is not okay. It has to be written for this. It cannot be something that exists anywhere else. You have until May 1st to get something written that is 100% brand new. Question. Uh-huh. Can it be related to the um, story that was submitted for the first part of this contest? Considering how many of them, like most all of them, were related to Warhammer, then no. Um, okay. Um, it, this needs to be something that is your own devising. It cannot it be... You, it, the reason I'm, I'm, I want it to be 100% unrelated to any existing intellectual property is because I want to see how well you can do as a writer without the framework the entire scaffolding to hang your story on that it already exists because as soon as and i pointed this out in at least one of the critiques as soon as you say the word 
the emperor, you know, the, 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 the guardsmen prayed to the emperor. I mean, it does so much work for you. It builds your entire, it doesn't build a, a world for you. It builds your entire universe just like that, done. It instantly, we know where this is. We, we can, we can lock this in. It's, it's super easy. Like, I don't know if you've ever, anybody's ever played that GeoGuessr game. It's a lot of fun. It randomly drops you somewhere on the world. You've been playing it with your brothers. Yeah, and you've got to find where you're at. You can mm-hmm. set different parameters, like no moving, no moving around. You're in, you're on Google Maps, so you can zoom around. You can pan in. You're looking like street signs and like, trying to get, get clues. And if you know at the outset that you're in a particular country, if, if my brothers and I have done a few where we're in the United States, we're like, okay, let's try and figure out what state we are. Then we then we already know that we don't have to be thinking about Africa, Russia, anywhere. I mean, anywhere else. It, it's in the U.S. So it has to be in one of the, the 50 states. That, that's that's it. And that does so much work for us. But if you do the entire world, we're, oh my goodness, we don't know. And we were, there's a couple, we're like, well, it's English, so it's got to be the U.S. And then we're looking around like, no, those aren't. U.S. street signs, and we saw some other stuff. Like, no, this isn't. It ended up being. We thought it was the U.K., oh, yeah. and then it ended up being New Zealand. I think. <laughs> yeah. Like, we were completely on the completely different side of the world. I'm like, oh, okay. And but we're oh, you know, you got the the couple words in English. It's uh, you know, Bob's Diner or something. Oh, it's got to be. This is, this is somewhere in the U.S. <laughs> but then Dan got dropped in the middle of like a bike trail. Oh, yeah. And there was one sign that had like a yield triangle, but yeah. then below it had S-T-O, and then it looked like the rest of it was broken off, and then a number at the bottom. It was, <laughs> and it was basically blurry. unusable. It was so bad. And he, it was the one where you couldn't move anywhere. Yeah, we were doing It was were just hilarious. Just... So you totally got dicked over. <laughs> um, it's a fun game. Doesn't it cost a very little? To play. Yeah, you can only do one map a day unless you pay something like Mm. two bucks a month. Mm. It's not a a huge free, a huge fee, but whatever. Um, The reason I was mentioning all that is because when you know where you are in the world, it helps direct your thoughts. And I want your writing to do all the directing. I want you to do as, as, so if you want to make it some crazy fantasy fantastical world who your your job is going to be hard 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 if you set it today in a world that if you say something like you know you know he, he bob woke up in a mall in 1982 florida and we're like okay well there we go we can wrap our heads around that, that that's that's super easy my you maybe noticed but my 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 go-to name for a guy is just Bob. That's my placeholder. It's it's, it's always Bob. Bob the Tau, Bob the Eldar, Bob Jim the Jakari, Space Marine Bob. Sure. Okay. It's, it's been Bob, and I've noticed mm-hmm. that I was saying Bob a lot, so now it's Bob, and I'm just going to keep on using Bob. I kind of want to come up with a list of things that you just go to, like phrases that you'll use in your writing commonly, or just huh. various things that come up repeatedly, mm. such as, oh, can I think of one thing right now? You used to say finger and fourth thumb, like you would you would – explain what somebody was doing with their hand by using their first finger and fourth thumb or something. Fourth thumb? No, maybe it was just uh, maybe thumb, thumb and fourth finger. Oh. Maybe it was... Hmm. Anyway, it, it just wasn't very helpful. Oh, okay. So, I don't know that I but do But you don't that. do that anymore. Yeah, I was going to say But you don't, don't do action scenes, and that's when it would come up mm. more commonly. Hmm. Um, but there are others. There are others. Yeah, point them out to me. Because if, if I don't have a good reason and it's just a crutch, I don't want to keep on doing that. Mind reeled. Mind's real often in your stories. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. I'll That's keep, another I'll one. Watch out for that. Okay. Uh, 
so going back, 900 or less words, I would advise you aim for like 850 to be safe. And then if you're like, okay, I've got this 50 word cushion here, and but I've got to really be careful. Once you start getting to 875, <laughs> you got to put on the brakes. Just put it in a word processor. Yeah. And, and put it into Google Docs. Yeah. It's free. And then, and then do a word count, the word and then count. you know exactly what I'm going to see. Yeah, there you go. Do that. That seems safest. Um, <laughs> not 40K, not Star Wars, not Marvel, nothing. It cannot be part of any existing intellectual property, not fan, fan fiction of any sort whatsoever. This is your own story that has to stand on its own two feet without any assistance from anything else. Like I don't know how to say that any more clear. The deadline is May 1st before 1201. So what, what's the last day of April, the 31st? Uh, uh, no, April 30th. 30th. Oh. So April Wait, 30th yeah. at 11.59 p.m. That's March. Yeah. But 11.59 p.m. is the last time that you can get it in. As long as the email is sent by that time and I see that, then you're safe. Um, that gives you, if you're watching this on Sunday to today, if today's Sunday. <laughs> uh, we have two calendars. Uh, <laughs> Too many calendars in here. You know, that'd be the, the 14th. Uh, yeah. That gives you one two three like like seven weeks to write something i i mean that's way what i would advise you to do is don't you will not get any bonus points for sending this in early none you don't get any points for sending it in late as long as you get it in on time you're fine there's no point system here what i would advise you to do is write out a first draft as soon as you get the free time to bang it out as as fast as you can the first idea that comes to you that gut reaction thing okay and I'm going to tell you the theme because the theme has to be an intrinsic part of it. Bang that thing out and then don't touch it for a week. Just leave it alone. Do other stuff. Forget about it. Okay. And then come back, read it, and see how it works. Okay, where's the story in here? Go back, read, listen to the critiques that I've done. Because you're, if you want to win this contest, you got to be paying, pay attention to who's judging it. Me. This isn't for the wider world. It's for me. This That's the goal here. Um, and then speaking of the theme, the theme is wanted. You've got to have that in there, and it has to be a key part of the story. It can't be something that somebody says or a street or the name of a road. It's got to be an intrinsic part of the story. I'll say that again. Wanted. That's, and now that doesn't mean put it in the wanted universe. No. No. Um, and then the way you're going to get this to me is the podcast at gmail.com email. And I'll have all of this in its own separate announcement video. Uh, and I can't think of anything else off the top of my head right now that I haven't covered. Maybe I'll wait to do the official announcement for a couple of days to see if anybody has questions here. Like, oh, I, I don't understand this so that I can cover those things. Just give it a couple of days. If nobody says anything, then it's not a big deal. Mm, I guess. Then you that can guide what you put in the next yeah. video. The only, the oh. Rules. Yeah. The only other thing that I have to say is that this is part two of three. And the reason I'm doing this is because I wanted to see part one was kind of a weeding out process. And a number of people, at least a few of you, some things that already existed that you had written and stuff that you kind of been tooling on and you kind of cleaned it up and sent it in. So this has got to be 100% brand, 100% brand new. I'm going to come up with a part two that has a whole different theme that you will also have to have intrinsically tied to your story. And this is a test to see how well I can help you improve. So I want to see how well I know this stuff. 
That's part of the challenge. It's, it's, I'm going to be giving you personal feedback. I'm going to give you my uh, in-depth critique video that doesn't go online. It's going to be private for you alone. If you want to share it with other people, fine, but I will not be putting it up. I'm going to do, I'm not going to be doing a reading like I did with the others. It's going to be a, just a, a, just you and I critique and me trying to get you to find the story in there. And so it gets as cleaned up as possible. Then at the end, we're going to see the, what the first story, second story, and how, how we can, how, who improved the most basically. Um, yeah, I guess, do you want to go on to the quality or investment or quality over quantity or whatever I don't know what that means. Quantity over quality. Um, yeah, it's something that I realized here. Somebody sent me an email and they said it was basically a thank you for doing what you do. I'm impressed that you you write and you know you release your own stuff. They said that they are writing a 40k book and that they hope to get published. And they also have either started or were going to be starting a short story at some point. And they they'd be honored if I if I read that and gave them some feedback on it. And I I I, I don't know this person's position and and what they know of getting published and how that all works. But as far as I know. Getting published with Black Library is not done the way you traditionally get published. You have to be... You keep saying published. I don't know. (laughs) Long day. Um, To get published with Black Library, the only way that I know to do that is either you know somebody and you get in through nepotism. You've got a buddy and they're like, oh, this guy can write some stuff. Okay, let's give him a job. That's one way. That's probably not how you or I are ever going to get published by black library maybe um and then the second way is each year at least for the last few years that i know of they have an open submission window and last year 20 2020 it was horror you had to come up with a horror story i submitted something i got an email i think it was two three weeks ago it said thank you for submitting but you know we, we decided not to go forward with it two or three weeks ago yeah you submitted that in august didn't you no it was like october Oh, they said it was going to be like oh, three yeah, weeks or something October because Halloween. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Oh. And I'm, I wasn't surprised because what I, 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 of all the genres that I've written and I, I don't know that I've ever written horror and I was, I banged around like three different ideas and I couldn't really, you weren't feeling, I any wasn't of them. feeling it. Yeah. So I was not surprised. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it was hard for me to kind of get in behind that one. The one that they had done, I think it's 2019 or maybe 18 was something that I, I was hoping that they would do another one like that, which was bands of, of people. Mm-hmm. And they gave you a lot of direction. You could like betrayal from within or the, the objective must mm-hmm. be reached or something. So it was like a band of people and then they gave you three different prompts. This one was just write a horror story. Well, they okay. said horror and then they gave you four different categories of Types horror. Types of horror, yeah. yeah like but it wasn't psychological like psychological or something. But it was still super thriller. open-ended comparatively. To the compared to the other thing where they gave you something like betrayal from within, that's way more direction than just psychological, cosmic. Okay, um, but yeah, if you don't know somebody within Games Workshop or Black Library, or you haven't been uh, accepted through one of the open submission windows, I don't think you're going to get published. I don't think that people write books and then say, "Hey, I want to send this in." I don't even know where you would send it in. I don't even know how you would do that. There's, there, They don't have a thing like that. So when I read that, it made me think there's this feeling that I get from a lot of people that 
what they're writing, they're writing it to get published. And I certainly had that feeling for a long time. Like, oh, no, this is going to be the thing that gets published. And I realized and have realized more as time has gone on that everything I write is trash. Everything I write is trash. And I don't mean that it's garbage and it shouldn't be read or heard or, or digested by other people. What I mean is you're not writing it for this precious thing to hold on to. And one day when the right people, the special people, the agents and the publishers, the gatekeepers, when they come knocking at my door, once they find me and my hidden genius, then I'll show it to them. No, everything you write is trash. Everything that you draw is trash. And you should just be sharing it with as many people as you can. And then when the right right person comes along, is like, oh, hey, this trash, I actually like this trash. You go, oh, neat. I'm glad you like this trash. But if you hang on to it like it's these jewels, you'll never get exposure. So you, I gotta You'll give... also never go anywhere with exactly. it. Exactly. You'll just be clinging on to these ideas and you, you won't even be able to shed your old ideas. Yeah. If you do that. Yeah. Like it, look at great the greats, like any great artist. Look at any great composer. They have written, like Beethoven, I think, wrote far more than is popular. Oh, yeah. Like, I've heard that if you were to just straight up copy down what Bach did, it would take you like 30 years. And he came up with that stuff. This is just straight up copying him. Yeah. Just sitting there and cop just thing for things. Like, or, or like Nietzsche, he used to just spend, he spent his entire life just writing by himself in his study. He would go on walks, sure, but the majority of his time was spent by himself just writing and writing and writing. And he has however many books are, are popular now, and they weren't even, like, they didn't even take off, really, when he yeah. was alive. Yeah. Like so many people. I mean, Stephen King has written tons of stuff and certain things have grabbed people have latched on. It's not like every single one of his books has the exact same number of fans. There's a lot of people that like Carrie and then some people that like Carrie like this other book or they don't like this. Some people that like the dome like this, and the, but they don't like that. Mm -hmm. you, you've just got to keep on trying things and trying things and trying things. Yeah. And the more you do, the more you find what you actually want to be doing and how, uh, what you're actually good at. Yeah. And you, you get used to the craft. Like you could just sit there and write out paragraphs and just focus on a solid paragraph and write a thousand paragraphs in a in a week or something. Yeah. And, and that would be your practice. But that would probably get pretty boring. So write a story, maybe edit it a couple times, share it with somebody, move on. I mean, I would highly advise doing the thing like I did. Come up with a website, a website on on Squarespace, and this isn't an ad. We don't have we don't have sponsors. There's other ones. Use Wix. Use I don't I don't care. Use some free blog yeah, thing. <laughs> um, but Squarespace, I know, gets you a domain and a website, at least one for two hundred bucks a year. I think, which is isn't two twenty. Yeah, after tax, at least in in Washington State. I think the domain is separate, and then oh, okay. the upkeep is the two hundred. Okay, the so domain is twenty or something. two hundred twenty odd bucks a year, and it takes a little bit of learning. But then now you know how to do stuff on Squarespace. That's where I put the, our podcast, and you can find that. I keep on forgetting to mention this, but you can find our podcast on um, all of the platforms. Yeah, or iTunes, Spotify, Spotify, Square, Stitcher, Stitcher Google. Um, obviously YouTube, but I would just go to ArtStation, find a story or an image and then write a story about it. And it wasn't, a lot of them weren't even stories, honestly. They were just little vignettes, kind of little snapshots of what I was seeing there. Yeah, but if you go to his website and you 
look at his stories or written, I think, mm-hmm. is the button that you click on. Yeah. That's what it says. Uh, you can see what he's talking about because those pictures seemed helpful because they gave you a, yeah. a framework to Absolutely. work within. And I just, there's hundreds on there. And I'm not super attached to any of them. If I found out that somebody had used one to sell some product, I would be a little miffed and thinking, you know, it would have been nice to get a little recognition or to get a little bit of that money. But really, I don't care that much. I really don't. I, the way that I feel about my writing is that I'm just going to keep on putting stuff out, keep on doing this narration. I mean, we're growing in subscribers Every day, it's maybe it's a couple here and there. We're not get, having that same kind of growth that we were on our way towards 5,000, but whatever, it's still upwards. It's it's not like it was when we got stuck into the ni- in the 930 range. <laughs> it just trapped there for mm. six odd months. Um, and I my thinking is if I just keep on doing this, eventually the right person will hear it and be like, hey, uh, I need you to write something. Or would you be willing to work on this project? Um I found out recently that the the guy that did the Astartes fan videos got hired by Games Workshop in some fashion. Oh, that's cool. And so his stuff, that is now canon or not canon. Hmm. And so it gave me hope thinking maybe one day if if, there, if the Lighthouse story, Desert Stars, gets popular enough and enough people like it that maybe Games Workshop say, hey, would you be interested in making this an official part of the – our, our, the world. Could you give us some information? We'll put it in a white dwarf and we'll we'll, we'll do the color scheme and hmm. a, we'll make a model of a cella. And I'm just like, I, I mean, that would be insane. It'd be absolutely insane. Well, It'd be crazy. What would a cella be? Just a normal person. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it, what she's going to end up being. Hmm. She's only 17 at this point in the story, so she's got a lot of living to do. Yeah, I was just trying to figure out, like... What her model? Yeah. What, what army she might fit in. But I guess she could be one of those little supports. Like uh, the one with the bird on her arm. That's an inquisitor. Okay. Um, hmm. I don't know. She she could eventually be some sort of sister of battle or... I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I mean, or, or it could be one of the, the space marines or something. I mean... It, I was just curious. Crazy, crazy pipe dream. Sure. You gotta wonder. Um, so that's neat. Yeah, just keep doing it. Plus, when when you work, the more that you're putting out there, the more people that you're gathering in a small space. Yeah. And you've worked with how many people now? Just by doing what you've been doing? Oh. I mean, even writing the stories and posting them on your website, you met uh, met people online and worked with them yeah and and you've met what mad cow now and you worked with that fox caster guy mm-hmm. Just, i don't know yeah i mean it's Something. it's a process of i mean it, it really depends on what you want to do with it but if you have a dream of being published you've got to get your stuff out there and if the thought is i want my thing published well why do you want it published why well, do you want the prestige that comes from being published do you want the audience that comes from being published because the only reason that I've ever really wanted to be published is two reasons. One, I'd like to pay my wife and my ways through life with creativity. So if that comes from traditional publishing means or getting on YouTube and getting a following there and, and paying our bills with the, the money that trickles in from YouTube, that doesn't really matter to me. I don't really care how it happens at this point in life. I just want 
what we do creatively to put food in our fridge and keep a roof over our head and keep gas in the tank of the car so that we can get around and go to the places that we needed to go to. Um, and then I want an audience. I'm, I'm hoping that what I'm doing resonates with enough people to make the first part. It's kind of this two-part wheel. I need the people that are there to, to fuel the, the economy that then well, helps. Well, why do you want an audience? I was just saying that. Oh, okay. So that so, they, oh, they okay, can the, the pay payment. the money and then the money comes in. And as the audience, the, the money comes in and we, you know, can keep on doing what we're doing. That's why I went down to part-time at the job so I can put more effort into this. I'm going to be reading a whole different universe of stories here pretty soon. Or, yeah, I guess is there stories that has nothing to do with Warhammer that I, I'm hoping will attract a whole new audience and bring them over here. And then maybe people are like, oh, he's got all this other stuff. Oh, wow, he's he's got a quite a lot of stuff here to, to peruse. Um, and I'll just keep on doing that. Keep on putting myself out there. Mm-hmm. Keep the wheel turning. Mm-hmm. Keep it going. Cool. Yeah. But if your goal is to get published because you want audi- an audience, then don't be... Don't, don't squirrel your stuff away. Just put it out there. Just get some way to put it out there and then start sharing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I mean, give it to me. I don't mean give it like ownership, but if you want something read, you're like, hey, I've got this story. Let me read it. And if it's good enough, I'll read it for the channel. That's one way you can get some exposure. What about the fee you were talking about? For critiques? Yeah. Yeah, that's different. I'm oh, just saying okay. if somebody wants a story and if it's if it's if it's quality enough then then I'll, by all means I'll I'll give it a read. Okay. Put it on the channel. But if you want if you want a critique, I'm I'm going to do those for 50 bucks up to 10,000 words. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um then the last thing we were going to talk about is investments. Yeah. That is something that has come up thanks to, I would say, GameStop. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That kind of sparked this whole thing. It's been the catalyst. Um, your brother, Dan, bought some GameStop stock. Yeah. Oh, and before we go any further, anything that's said here should not be taken as financial advice. We no. have absolutely zero idea. And I see everybody else that talks about these things say that. It's probably because of some sort of like disclaimer so that you're not sure. saying, Hey, I'm a financial expert. No, we are a hundred percent not financial experts. We're, <laughs> we're very much financial morons. Yeah. We were worse at one time, but we've gotten better. Yeah. I mean, we've we had better. almost no savings at one point. That is now not the case. We used to live definitely paycheck to paycheck Full on. and it would be a struggle some weeks. Yeah. To just make it there. And we would have pennies in our <laughs> bank account yeah. until we got paid. And then we would go. And th- as soon as we got paid, we would think of all the things that we could buy. Yeah, it was just, it was a cycle again and again and again. And I was just saying the other day, telling you how uh, it's weird that we work less time now. <laughs> and there's more, there's less money coming in from our day jobs uh-huh. than maybe ever before in our lives. Maybe. Maybe. I get paid about the same amount that I did when I worked in Detroit. Mm. Okay. It's it's <laughs> one of the lowest. It certainly isn't one of the highest. One of the highest would be when you were at the plumbing place and I was working full time at the, the shop. And I mean, I don't, our rent was less. 
Hardly. Gas was paid for because you had a gas card from where you were working. <laughs> I forgot about that. I mean, yeah. we, we would go to the grocery Gosh. store often, but I don't know what we were spending all of our money on because we weren't playing magic at the time. We didn't even know about Warhammer. We did jujitsu. We did we... jujitsu, but that wasn't that much. You would buy video games. We would buy food. Occasionally. I bet Wines and food. food. I, probably a lot of nicer foods, mm-hmm. I guess. And clothes. I used to buy more clothes. Clo- than, yeah, it's probably just random little dumb and... things that we would get and then we, they just don't even pay attention to. But now we don't do that. We're mm-hmm. way more conscious about our money. We have more in savings than we've ever had, which isn't a ton, but it's it's more than we've ever had. <laughs> well, it's about what we were at when we left. That's true. To go yeah. on our big trip yeah. across the country, but we're, we've built it back up since we got back. Which yeah. hasn't has been kind of impressive how quick we built that yeah. up. Um, but we just we don't spend money in dumb ways. Yeah, we were buying a lot of Warhammer figures for a while, but then we just completely cut that off uh, oh. about three or four months ago because we were, we realized we've got all this stuff to paint. We don't even play. Last time we played a game was Kill Team back in probably August or something. It may be September. I mean, or it's October. been a, it's, it's been, been a months. While. It's been months. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's there's just there's so much time that we put into doing these videos, and Vera's been taking her drawing way more seriously. I mean, she's putting a lot more time into that. There, I know I'm still bad. But we draw I'm more. Doing it more. Do you draw basically every day now? Yeah. Okay. If I don't draw, I feel like. Crap. I think I didn't yeah, draw so yesterday. See, I, I knew this. I had pushed her for years and told her, <laughs> you've got to find that thing. And I didn't know that it was drawing, but she would doodle. And I was like, I think it's drawing. And I then, but think then I, that thing. Do you like, can you look back now and know, yeah, it was drawing? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've always liked drawing. I, I just like being creative, like creating things. I like crafting. Yeah. Yeah. You I say like, this. And I know you like to collage, and I know you like creating, and you're like, oh, maybe my outlet is, is cooking. It's like, that's no. not what I'm talking about. <laughs> do you get uh, the same just... feeling from collaging that you do from drawing? Mm, no, I mean, they're different. They're very but it, different. Let's say you didn't collage for a few days or a month. Oh, no, I haven't collaged in I don't know how long. Yeah, and do you get that feeling? Like, no. oh, man, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I am, my soul is, is deprived and I am failing in my existence. No. Okay, that's I how feel I like feel. I feel like I'm wasting my time when I collage. Except when I do it with the, the boy that I nanny. Okay, well, that's different. That's, 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 that's not the same. Whereas if I don't write... I definitely do feel that way. It's like I I have failed myself and humanity. This is the last collage I did. It's space. What is going There's on space here? around there, and there are oh, all buffalo. these moons. These are bison, mm-hmm. and they're in a storm. Okay. It doesn't mean anything. I just found pictures and I put them together. Okay. And he made a volcano. Boy, the volcano thing is. <laughs> that's a hot topic with this guy. Well, he likes volcanoes, construction. Egypt now. Oh, that's new. Yeah. Huh. New development. So. Okay. We're evolving. <laughs> okay. But. How do we get on this from? Uh, it's doing what you love. We spend a lot more time doing the things that we're invested yep. in. Yeah. Money. Right. Investments. Right. We don't spend money on dumb things. Yeah. Also, COVID has prevented us from being able to go out. And do things. Yeah, we used to go to movies probably once a month. Yeah, and when we would go to movies, we would go and get ramen. Often. Yeah, so so our, the movie trips were probably about sixty dollars. 
at least. Because the movie itself was like almost $30. Yeah, yeah. And then the ramen was another 50 Yeah, so it's, yeah. I don't know about 50 A 40 to 50 Yeah, 40-ish, I'd say. What tip I was thinking? 50 okay, seems though. high. I don't know. Each dish is about $13. Yeah, so plus 30 an appetizer, there. maybe. And sometimes you would get things like green tea or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's true. It just, it adds up. Yeah, it does. And now, yeah, we have budgets and we know to pay ourselves first. Yeah, that was which... something, I don't know if I talked about this before, but that was something that I'd heard time and time again, pay yourself. Yeah. And I was just like, what do you, what does this mean? I get a paycheck, I'm paid. What are you talking about? Pay yourself. And then it was just, I don't know what happened, but a light just clicked on and I was like, oh, duh, you're paying your future self. You're, you are paid if you have money right now, but what you're doing is you're setting aside money for your future self because you don't know what kind of predicament your future self is going to be in. So something that we've been doing is as soon as I get paid, I skim $250 straight off the top, just immediately. And that goes right into another account that just, it's like, it doesn't even exist. Mm -hmm. And I do the same thing with the cash that I get at the end of the week. I put it in an envelope and that's rent and yeah. I just don't have that money. Right. That's not money anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've been doing that and then the rest is just, we don't buy dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah. And if there's an expense that's a little bit bigger... We check in with one another. Yeah, and usually. we talk about it. Like, we're, we're wanting to get a... We've been using a Brita water filter for the past... I mean, since we've been together eight, mm -hmm. seven plus odd years. Yeah. And we don't like drinking through plastic at all. Um, all of our... I mean, you see all these mason jars that we've got around. And we've got a mason jar emoji. And we, we use these things all the time. Um, but Brita, instead of having it sit in a water reservoir, we've got this giant gallon mason jar that it dumps into <laughs> and then we use that to fill our, our yeah, mason jars it's basically one of these but with water in it yeah it is yeah. it's exactly that it's one of those giant kombucha jars that we got back there but with water and we're looking at getting a big berkey water filter these stainless steel water things and you can get the spigot replaced so that it's not plastic so there's no plastic in it at all why no plastic i don't know i'm not some sort of whack job where i think of the, all these things are going to leach it's just I like the way water tastes in, in, in glass better than anything else. I, I, that's, that's it. I don't like how it tastes in a Nalgene bottle or plastic bottles or mm -hmm. anything other than glass. Mm -hmm. I don't like it in metal. I don't like, I, it's glass. I like water in glass. I like all of my drinks in glass, period. Mm -hmm. As simple as that. Same. Uh, Although the, we did have a mule that was in a <laughs> copper thing. A mule? Well, it was, I think that's what it's called. It's like a, the Moscow drink. Moscow Mule? Moscow Mule or something like that. Yeah. Where was that? I think I was out in Ellensburg. Wasn't it? Sounds right. At that bar? I think so. And there's like some Halloween stuff up there. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. It was yeah, pretty good. All those decorations up. And we were thinking, somebody put all this up. Yeah. And there's <laughs> nobody in here because of COVID. There's like three people <laughs> and we're two of them. No, there was a few more than that. But it, it was one, two, three, four a dozen at most yeah, whatever <laughs> and then uh, we went back the other on that was friday night then we went by on saturday night and they weren't even open yeah, like how are close. you not open on a saturday night <laughs> what are you doing sense. uh so yeah we have that investment club that we're a part of now that yeah. you and your brothers have kind of started and put together and, and 
made plans for. I just do the spreadsheet. Mostly. So we've each put $100 in. That's myself. uh, It's Vera and I, Dan and Melissa, and Jeff and Alexis. You mean that's what we're doing? Yeah. Is putting $100 in a month. Yeah. And we had gotten to $1,800. $1,800. Because everybody put $600 in. Yeah. A total over a little bit of time. It was kind of piecemealed in there until we got to that point. And then we have agreed that 100 is too low, really, to invest. Oh, yeah. Total. Yeah. Yeah. Per month. So in addition to that 100, we're we're doing 500 total. Right. So 400 is going into our own investment pool. Which we haven't done anything with yet. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just kind of pooling that. We're not sure what we want to do just yet. Well, I think doing the pie like you have done with your brothers makes sense. Yeah, we got to look into what look- like a Roth IRA and IRAs and all that and how that affects. and like Because I know you have a limit of $6,000 that you can put in there, mm-hmm. but I don't know where that like, – IRA just means in individual retirement account. But is that – in investments, like what, where is that exactly? Like an, an inv- individual in retirement account could be any number of things from what it sounds like. Well, I believe when you're in, like at least when it comes to 401k, isn't it, this is my understanding anyway, the money that goes into your 401k is then invested depending on the uh, investments that you wanted to go into. Yeah, and there's a lot of choices that goes into that. Uh-huh. Or you can do a different option where that those choices are made for you. Well, it's almost all made for you because uh-huh. most 401ks, to my knowledge, are handled by some fidelity, some brokerage, some Raymond James, some investment people. Hmm. And you say, this is what I'm interested in. If you're 55, they're going to give you a much different advice than mm-hmm. if you're 25. Yeah. And they're going to be like, look, we need to be – if you're 25, they, they they might say, hey, look, we can be real risky here because you've got plenty of time. Things can fluctuate. It doesn't matter if 10 years it drops all down and then it comes climbing back up. Mm-hmm. We can we can, we can can play around with it. you got time. Yeah. But if you're 55, it's like, ooh, let's, let's put the brakes on and let's keep it re- – let's put it, the, all this money into the real smooth sailors that are just have a nice steady trajectory. That's honestly what I'm more interested in. What? Is the smooth sailors. Yeah. And if you if we could do just maybe a smaller chunk to go into the more volatile. Well, that's kind of what my brothers areas. and I have done. Oh. So with what we've done is we've gone with M1 Finance, which I went with it because we were looking. What is M1 Finance? That's what I'm going to go into. Okay. It's, I guess the way to, to describe it, it's, it's a an investment platform. There's Robinhood, there's Webull, there's Fide- – I mean, there's lots of them. And they all have diff- pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Some you can get Bitcoin on, others you can't. Some you can buy certain stocks on, others you can't. Some have uh, ETFs that you can get, others you can't. ETFs mm-hmm. are – Non-fungible. No, no, no. That's an NTF. Oh, NTF. Okay. Or NFT. NFT, non-fungible oh, ch- token. token. Okay. Yeah, that's that's definitely different. Okay. ETF. Yeah, ETF is – it's like uh, a mutual fund that's a collection of things. Yeah, but those it, are like it the depends. spiders. Yeah, so it depends. Some of them can be more like focused on consumers. Yeah, they're all over the or place. Or medical. Yeah. Or electricity, like like or energy rather. Right, and um, those those ETFs are are handled by other people, and they go, okay, this is what we want as part of this ETF. This one we want as part of this e- ETF, 
And so, I mean, it's all these different pieces. It's, it's, it's wacky, wacky, wacky. And it's just all funny money numbers. And as long as they point up, I'm happy. If they point down, then I buy, we buy more. Like, I, I don't know, whatever. So on, on M1, you make a pie and you've got your main investment pie. And then you, you add, I, I don't know how to word this. It's not really how it's done on the website, but you, you add pieces to the pie. What we've done is um, our main pie consists of three smaller pies, I guess. Or is it two smaller pies? No, it's got three pies. It's got our, our main portfolio pie has three pieces to it. One piece is our ETF piece, and I believe that's 80% of our pie. It's, or it's either it's 75 or 80% of our pie. It's the vast majority of the pie. Mm. And these are all our steady, long-term, smooth sailors. Mm. These are things like um, various spider ETFs. Mm. We've got XLE, I think, in there. We've got XL, we've got a bunch of different XL something else, like pharmaceuticals, um, technology, a couple others. What does the X stand for? I think it just denotes that it's a spider. And I think the spiders are run by some firm that is the spider firm or something. I honestly don't know. I, I truly don't know. All the only even way I know about the spider thing is because my dad, who has done fine for himself throughout life, he's not wealthy, but he's doing okay. Mm -hmm. um, he's comfortable, I guess you would say. He has this financial advisor. So he's comfortable enough to have a financial advisor, if that says anything. And this guy who's been in the business working with Raymond James for the last, I don't know how many years, it's been his whole career. I thought that he retired and Yes, then but became... that's, that's, this is what he's been doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's his, from what I understand, that's what he's done. Okay. So we talked to him and he said that these are the, every year he looks at ver these various ETFs and he goes, okay, this is where I think that things are going to go with the economy and I'll just, I'll, that, I'll put this money into this. And then he checks it each year. Um, so taking his advice, because he's been doing it for so dang long, we're like, we don't know anything, so well, sure, why not? Let's go with that. We went through, we picked some different ETFs, and we put that into the majority of our pie. Those are the smooth sailors that should just kind of keep on going nice and steady, up, 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 up. Then we've got, I think it's the next biggest part, which is a, a, a small part. It's a, a fifth of the pie, like 15 20%, somewhere in that range, is our... They're individual stocks that make up this pie. We've got Disney, we have Boeing, we have Tesla, Apple. I think there's six of them in there. Hmm. Maybe maybe Microsoft. I forget. Intel. I forget all the ones in there. But there's six in there that we have. And we want to keep this nice and small. We, we decided we're not going to go like, oh, let's get this and this and this and all these different ones. And then we have what we call our retard pie. <laughs> and this is only... I heard you guys talking about this and I... I'm curious what it was. This is 5% of the entire thing. It's a very small piece. And this is one that we've kind of gone, let's just take a wing on these different ones. Okay. We And so we what? went through uh -huh. and we found three different stocks, individual stocks that we thought, yeah, that seems fine. Let's see what happens there. Was there anything that you choose or that you were looking for mm -hmm. in these stocks? Mm -hmm. Like... Oh, like when I buy wine, the, the label uh, appeals yes. to me. Yeah, we and, did. And I like that it's under $10. Yeah. Our due diligence was this. We went to Finver. It's a stock 
screener. So you can, it's like a search engine for stocks. Oh. You can put all these various parameters on in there. We were looking for small cat businesses, meaning under like a billion dollars. I thought they were like owned by cats or all these. No, small cap, cap, oh, cap okay. small capital. Okay. Um, like Microsoft is a large cap. Those are worth billions. Apple is, I think, at this point worth a trillion dollars. Mm. So those we were not interested in. Their shares, they've got so many shares and each of them are worth hundreds, if not thousands of dollars in some cases. We wanted the small little guy, mm. the small little guy that might eventually blow up and become a really big guy or get swooped up by a big dog and get then blow up because it's worth a whole lot more. We said, no, we're not going to we're not going to look at any big caps. So we got a a, a shipping company. Based out of Greece, okay. we have a small piece of that in there sure. because we thought, you know, with more things opening up, things are going to be needing to move around the world. More restaurants are going to need stuff. It's a small business. Let's 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 put some stuff into this. Why this one out of Greece? Because it was the one that showed up for for the price range. We wanted shares of the, of the stock to be okay. under a certain price as well. Okay. We were looking for things that were under ten dollars. Okay, ideally under five. Okay. Another one was um, a gaming. I forget exactly what they do, but this is eighty percent of the retard pie. It's most of the re- most of the pie. They they, I think it's Allied Sports Entertainment or something like that. I'd have to look it up. But what they do is they 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 help set up large esport events. So if there's going to be some large League of Legends tournament or Fortnite tournament, mm-hmm. they're the ones that get that all set up in the screens and the lighting or like oh, the okay. Dota, the international. The They're tech the, crew? Yeah. All the stuff that help, like makes that actually happen. And so there's all these pictures on their website of full stadiums like, well, that's not happening right now, but it probably is going to. I mean, wait until people get their masks off and they can actually go out again. People are just going to be itching to do things. And esports, I think, are only going to be on the rise. Hmm. And so we're like, yeah, let's make that most of the dumb pie. <laughs> and then we have one other that I'm – I. I'm not, I'm not remembering, but it doesn't even matter because you should not be listening to this as like, oh, I'm going to do what Dell's doing. I mean, <laughs> you, yeah, don't do that. No, but the, the reason why um, you've been looking into investments is because many people have said, or so it seems, the, the videos that you've watched, random people talking about investments, it's better to invest your money than to just put it in a savings account mm-hmm. because in a savings account, it just sits there. Mm-hmm. Many times the interest on a savings account is just piddly change. And the returns that yeah. you can get when you invest your money are far more significant mm-hmm. than what you get with your money if it sits in a savings account. So stimulus money is coming up yeah, and we are planning on putting – good chunk of that money after the Berkey water filter um, mm-hmm. into investments. Yeah. And I think once we get that, we should just look into this. Making our pie. And actually, yeah. yeah, make the pie. Yeah. The thing about if you get a paycheck, let's say you get $100, <clears throat> you can go and spend that on food and you might need to. Or you can go and let's, let's say it, you get $100 that you don't, that it isn't allocated toward bill, towards bills or things that you need to put money towards because there's nothing to be done about rent if you want to have a place to live or food if you, if you like not starving um, or gas because you have to be able to get to your job. But let's assume that once your 
the absolute essentials, like if I don't do these things, I'll be either be starving or on the street homeless. Once those things are handled, then you have your extra money, assuming you have some, then you go, what do I do with this? Well, some people spend it on fast food, fast food, eating out. Shows, movies, whatever, thing, digital entertainment, a, a new book. pair of shoes, a book. In most cases, those are things that will only depreciate. You will not be able to resell them and make money. There are some cases where you can. Some people buy sneakers because they know that they'll be able to turn it around and sell it later. Okay, fine. The problem with tangible goods and something I get tempted to invest in, multi, it seems like once a year, is magic cards. Because I think, oh, it'd be so cool to have some of these old magic cards that I've always wanted. But at the same time, I'm thinking, yeah, then you actually have to have physical space to keep them. And then if they get stolen or they get burnt or they get wet or they get lost, it's just a thing that you've got to keep around and you've got to have the space for it. Some people that have huge collections like Alpha Investments, he's got a warehouse with tons of cards. If those were to go up in flames, he's screwed. I mean, he probably has insurance on it, but still it's... It's a problem. It's, it's not going to be the same. It's not the same. Like, like his, the money he would get from insurance would not equate. I, I highly doubt I, it. I don't think no, it would I, be one for one. No, I don't think so. Not at all. Um, <laughs> there was a guy in Michigan that we knew who had magic cards in his car. And it's not funny because his car was broken into and the magic cards were stolen. Yeah. But he had how many sorcerer's spyglasses? He had <laughs> at least 80 sorcerer's spyglass because it was the first printing, it was the first existence of that card, and he thought that that was going to hit. And he, he speculated on it. And it's 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 a thing that people do with magic cards. Like, yeah. this is a unique thing. It mm-hmm. only costs two. Any deck can play it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you play it, you get to see your opponent's hand. That's pretty powerful. And you yeah, can you shut can. down... The, the 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 abilities of a planeswalker. So if you go, oh, you've got that planeswalker? Yeah, it doesn't get to work. Mm-hmm. And now I know what you have in your hand. But then it got reprinted. Yeah. And then it got reprinted again. I think yeah. it's been reprinted at least twice, maybe three or four times at this point. And it just came out in Ixalan like four years ago. So it's it's not worth much. Yeah. So I don't know why I brought that up. It just um, because he, he lost was- it and. He was trying to claim the cards yeah. and the insurance claim, but it was difficult. I think to that we're having some difficulty there. <laughs> to yeah. claim They're them. just like, wait, what? You want how much for <laughs> for cardboard? For um, hmm. No. Um, I think he eventually got something back, but still, it's a, a hassle, and then you don't have the cards, and when you have a physical thing, you have an attachment to that thing. Yeah. Um, I think you put it well yeah. once about. If you spend money, it makes sense to spend it on something that will only um, improve your future. Yeah. It's like you're investing in your future. Right. You're spending it on your future self. And if you put it into stocks, you're investing in that company and something that I'm being careful with and that I, I don't know how much my brothers care about this, but I'm not interested in supporting businesses that I don't actually want to succeed. Like that doesn't make sense. Hmm. If I think that this business is going to do really well, but I don't want them to because I don't like them as a business because of certain practices or certain things that I've heard about them. That's changed. Because I think I asked you about that and you said, I don't care. Hmm. Yeah, huh. Maybe. I, I don't I'm recall glad that. to hear that it's changed. Or maybe I misunderstood before. I mean, there are certain things that certain companies will do that I'm not a fan of. 
but at the same time, I like other things. And so it's kind of this, mm-hmm. like, for example, all of the stuff that happened with the filming of Mulan. I'm not a fan of some of that stuff. Um, but I definitely like a lot of the stuff that Disney's doing. I really enjoyed WandaVision. We both did. Mm-hmm. I like what I've seen of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier that comes out, I think, yeah, this Friday, the mm-hmm. 19th. So a week away. Um I really enjoy what they've done with the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, they when it comes to storytelling, nobody has even come close to the the way they've handled this over the years, starting with Iron Man and just all the shows. And it's just, yeah. it's ridiculous how um, well they've tied it all together. Not a fan of what they've done with Star Wars, but I don't know if yeah. that's just a limitation of Star Wars, the universe, or what to attribute it to. I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see with all these shows that they have planned for that. What if they do anything? It's just like let's shove with this, and I, I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, investing is interesting, and then as you actually put money into it, and you don't just do a bunch of research because I probably watched sixty hours, at least forty over the course since the GameStop thing happened back at the end of January hmm. till now, and just trying to figure out what was going on here. And the one thing I realized very early on, probably within the first 10 to 15 hours was I have no interest in trading Mm -hmm. zero interest in trying to find the next hot. That's what I thought at first. I was like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be the guy. And my brothers and I, we're going to, we're going to outsmart. We're going to, then I realized, no, 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 no. That's what everybody thinks. And nobody wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, except for people that are parts of like, very, hedge funds, very right? few people. Yeah, when they have the billions of dollars to throw around, and yeah. they know, and they've been doing this for years, and they have all of the top, like basically as close to you to inside information as you can get. That's so stressful. That just takes your whole life yeah. away. And you're watching this stuff, and you're looking for the next thing. And one of my brothers, Dan, he's like, "Oh, well, what do you think about this?" It's like, "No, no, no, stop trade. We're not trading. We're not mm-hmm. trading. We're investing. We're not doing that." <laughs> Like he seems like he's just like oh, 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 it's exciting thing. I want this. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, and I think he hangs out on Wall Street bets a little bit and just oh. and it's amusing, but you should not be going there for financial advice. Like Hold anybody the that's line. Yeah, I I mean if I bought a GameStop stock at this point, it would just be for the meme value of this is amusing, but now that it's back up to almost $300, I have no interest. Does he still have his stocks? Yeah. Huh. Because I told him that I said if you can get out and like break, break even, even, yeah. But he can't now. He got in at three forty, and it it got at three forty four the other day, and then it just nosedived back down to two fifty. So I said I would just. I mean, I would put a sell order in at like two three fifty, and as soon as they all sell at three fifty, yeah, call it good, and just stay just away from the meme stocks. Yeah. No kidding, jeez. Like I, I your lesson and move I, on. I, I, I just, I'm not. Knowing me, I'd be checking every like yeah. hour and just like, oh, where's it out now? Where's it out now? Like, I can't, I can't do that to myself. It's insanity. Ugh. No, no. Ugh. So we'll make our own pie. We'll figure it out. Yeah, been saving money by getting books from the library. Yeah, which is pretty cool because then if I don't like the book, I just return it. Mm-hmm. I can read a little bit, like I did with this book, Nature Obscura. I read. <laughs> Four or five chapters of it, and I thought, you know, I don't really care to read another essay because that's all they were—just chapters that were, or essays that were disguised as chapters, basically. Hmm. 
Was it somebody just telling you how bad you were for not doing all the good environmental what? things? No, it oh. was it was some naturalist who was interested in nature being in her backyard, and so she would do things like climb on her roof of her, um, I don't know, car garage or something, and and scrape off moss, and then look at the moss under a microscope and try to find tardigrades, which she did find, and she started studying tardigrades and then she in a different 12 no she's like middle-aged white woman she's a little bored um and she also became interested in crows and she went to go look for nearby does she have a husband she does she has a husband and a child i don't remember if it's a son or daughter i don't know (laughs) this is her life though like she writes about this and she gets paid for it so Hmm. She's a reason. I, I think it's interesting. I want to check out the roosts. Like, there's one in Bothell that hmm. I want to check out. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, all I'm saying is you don't have to invest too much in these books if you yeah. get them from the library. Right. And well, no. You don't have to invest in anything besides your time. Sure. Yeah. But you can return it. That's, yeah. my, that's my point. And it's right. free, free knowledge. Free. So that's cool. Free's good. Mm hmm. Always. Just okay. Try to. If you have questions about the contest, please ask in the comments. I will answer them in the official release of that. It'll be out at least sometime this week um, in the next few days. And if there's no questions, then I'll assume that I've got it covered or that nobody watched the the podcast. That's certainly an option. But I'm going to give it a day or two so that if people have questions, like, wait, wait, how does this work? Or like, I feel like I covered everything. But I mean, something I talked about in the most recent critique is the biggest thing that a writer has to overcome is the curse of knowledge, because you see it all so clearly in your head. But getting that imparted into somebody else's head is that's the challenge with writing. That is the number one biggest challenge. Yeah. And so it's all clear to me, you know, it's it's. 100, 900 or less words, not 40K, no fan fiction at all before May 1st, so 11.59 p.m. on the 30th of April or before. The theme is wanted. That has to be an intrinsic, a deep part of the story. It has to be an original story that isn't tied to anything else. This has to be something you're writing for this, and you send it to the Paranion podcast at Gmail email. And, I- and the only people that can be a part of Phase 2... Are the ones that got a critique in phase one, yeah. Yeah. But I, 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 that seems so clear to me, but I wouldn't surprise me if one of the, the nine odd people, pretty sure it's nine, goes like, whoa, whoa, whoa what about X? And I, if I knew what X was, I would answer right now, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Bye.